This is Tom Goolsby, and welcome to Mastering Law. Mastering the business of practicing law is what we're all about. I'm a practicing attorney, have been for about 25 years, also been in politics for a number of years, an elected senator in North Carolina, continue to keep my law practice open while I did that, and I taught law as an adjunct professor, gosh, for about 18 years. Now, I practiced law throughout my time as a professor. That was only a two-hour-a-week course, one semester a year, and it's a part-time job in the North Carolina General Assembly in the Senate, although I can tell you it is a full-time job when you're in session. It is hard to keep a law practice going, but thank the good Lord I was nonetheless able to do it. And what we do, for those of you new to mastering law, if you've never really thought about your practice, never really worked on it before, this is what we do. We, we talk about practical good advice that will help you really turn your practice into everything that it can be, help you supercharge it. Now again, we're not going to ask you to bite off more than you can chew. The worst thing you can do in trying to improve your practice is try to take too many steps too fast and get yourself totally overloaded, and then you will burn out and you will do nothing. You will go back to the old way of doing things. So we're going to give you a plan. We're going to work that plan, but it's going to be a reasonable plan. Today what we're talking about is specializing, downsizing, and advertising. We're going to touch on all three of those topics. Each one of those we can, we're can we going to drill into as time goes along, and you can also look on the website, on the Facebook page, and on Twitter for other podcasts and information we put out about these things. But I want to touch on those, give you some ideas, and at least get your subconscious percolating on what it's all about. Now, first, let's talk about specializing. Those of you who have a practice that is broad, and and again, this is a topic that I've talked about for years that has gotten to be less and less and less. I mean, there were, in my own town, uh, dozens of general practitioners when I first started practicing here 25 years ago. There are very few of those now. Although there are a lot of folks who still have a number of areas in which they hold on to that I would argue are holding you back from really delving into the things you really like. I run into attorneys all the time, and you may be one of them, or if not, you run into them, who are doing a lot of things in their practices that they're not very good at, that they don't really like to do, but they do because they think they have to. Well, I'm going to be the first to tell you that if you think you have to do something in your practice that you hate to do, you're making a big mistake by not specializing because, and and I took my practice 25 years ago, I entered into a practice as a managing partner very early on and quickly cut out everything but the two things that I do in my practice and that's personal injury law and criminal defense. And I literally have teetered back and forth for many years about cutting one of those out. And I could really do either one and be happy. I guess I'm most happy in a criminal courtroom. But it's so important for you to start thinking about what it is that you really like to do and focusing on that. Why? Because if you can concentrate your practice in a specialized area, and the more specialized, the better, you're going to be able to focus your advertising dollars, your time, your energy, your staff, and every other resource that you have on just one 
or a couple of areas of law. And that's going to mean that those dollars go further. Now, I know that the comeback I'll get is, wait a minute, Tom, I can't afford to cut out one area or two areas or just go to one area of practice. And I would challenge you on that. We'll touch on this a little bit more in a minute, but you may very well be able to do that. You may have a whole nother paralegal that is totally focused on that other side of your practice. You may have a whole nother part of your office, a whole nother section of your time and energy and everything else. And also, we tend to be good at what we like. We tend to put off and not be good at what we don't like. So improving the quality of your life and the quality of your practice and making sure that you hone down your costs and the outgoing money in order to bring that money in is something that is extremely important for you to consider and for you, engage, and for you to engage in. Management is also so much easier. You have less time, less energy wasted. So consider that. Now, how do you choose which area in which to specialize? Well, it's easy. There's really only two choices. You either choose what you like, so criminal defense for me versus, say, family law. Um, for me, it's an easy choice. I like criminal defense. I don't know squat about family law and I'm not interested in it. Never have been. Or you can choose profits. Maybe it's family law versus estates. So what do you do? Well, I would argue that you consider, again, what you like over what's profitable and why. Well, you want to love what you do. You want to get up every morning and can't wait to get into court or to the office and work on the things you like. And we're going to talk more about liking your practice in a whole nother podcast. So we're not going to jump into that right now. But like I touched on just a minute ago, People will say, well, wait a minute, I need a bigger income stream. I need more cases. And what you're doing when you start thinking of things that way, that if you have two choices and you're forced into this dilemma and you do what you dislike or what you even hate versus what you enjoy, I would argue you're being a small-minded fool. And why is that? Well, if you do what you love, you can work harder and you can work smarter to get more clients to cut costs in order to keep up your profits. So don't be small-minded. And remember, you don't have to make these decisions by yourself. Nothing that I ever talk about here, I want you to do in a vacuum. I want you to think about it. I want you to sit down with a pad and paper and mull over it and write down the pros and the cons, the benefits I want you to sit down with your accountant, with your bookkeeper, or if you're your own bookkeeper, we're going to talk about outsourcing that. I don't think that's necessarily a good idea unless you've got a really simple practice and you just want to save the money, but I still don't think it is. So what should you do? Well, there's plenty of folks that will consult with you, yours truly being one of them. There are plenty of mastermind groups uh, that we are in the process of forming right now, depending on when you listen to this, the mastermind might actually be full at that point. But if you're interested, contact me. And you've also, if all else fails, a friend who has a good business mind that has nothing to gain or lose by the advice they share with you. So what we need to do is determine 
how much we can specialize, how much we can hone our practices down into an area that we enjoy. And by doing that, we're going to free up so many of our resources. I mean, just imagine working less and making the same amount of money, or even here's one, making maybe a little less money, but having more free time to enjoy what you like. And maybe making less money, but having less costs, so maybe in the end you make more money. How are you going to even figure that out? Well, you're not going to figure that out on your own. You've not figured it out to date, and you're going to need help getting there. We're going to touch a little bit more on that here in just a minute as we get into the next. So we've gone from specializing. Now we're going to jump into number two, downsizing. Why should you downsize? I can guarantee you any organization can off the top cut 10% out of their budget any day of the week. Ask any corporate guy, any efficiency expert, they can tell you that all of us waste lots and lots of money and time. Now, I'm not the one who's going to tell you to cut out your latte, cut out your dinner two or three times a week, cut out your tennis, cut out the things you like, your, your sports membership, all that. I just want to make sure that the money you're spending is money you want to spend on things that you like. And this, again, is where we can't be stupid about downsizing. We don't want to throw out the, the baby with the bathwater, as that old saying goes. But we do want to get a handle on what it is we're spending our money on. I mean, again, do you need the office you currently have in the area where you currently have it? Do you need the space that you currently have? Do you need more space? A lot of times we need less space. We need to utilize the space we have. Is there somebody else you can lease out part of that space to or sublease? We're going to talk later about how important it is for you to own your own office space. But right now, we're not going to jump into that. We're just going to start to, we're just considering what costs are. What about your staff? How many do you need? How many tasks can you outsource? And if you specialize, how much less effort's going to be required? If you get rid of the family side of your practice and just do criminal defense, or if you do the opposite, whatever it might be, or get into a whole other area you've always liked that you grow into, those are all considerations. Again, the goal has to be seeking advice from good, disinterested third parties with experience that can help you. And also, getting back to that bookkeeper idea, and we'll, we're going to have a podcast on that. In fact, it may be available when you listen to this podcast. You may be able to find it on the website at masteringlaw.com. But what about uh, input from a bookkeeper or an accountant if you have one? And if you hate bookkeeping and accounting, well, you're going to want to listen to that podcast because we have an idea about how you can outsource that. And it's one of the cheapest, best, and easiest things you can do and in many instances you should do. And another benefit is in this context we're talking about right here is that an outsourced bookkeeper is another disinterested third party who can help you with objective advice and data that you might otherwise not consider, not look at, or have overlooked. So what we need to do is, again, seek good advice, not only in the area of specialization, but also in the area of downsizing. Don't do all this at once. Let's approach it systematically. How about spending a week, maybe next week, you'll start considering what you want to do as far as specialization goes.
and then put it in your schedule because again if you don't schedule it it doesn't happen L let me say that again if you don't schedule it it doesn't happen put some time whether it's 15 minutes whether it's 30 minutes once a week or 15 minutes twice a week at some time where your alarm goes off you have to think about your practice most people never think about their practice they're just, they get up every day, they got no road map, and you know what? When you don't have a road map, you go nowhere. So what we're trying to condition you to do, listen to our podcast once a week, get some ideas, start putting those into practice, and the first two are downsizing and specializing. Now lastly, let's talk about advertising. I don't mean just billboards. I don't mean television and radio ads. I don't mean direct mail. I could but I literally mean everything from your website. And I can just hear a number of you. There goes your stomach twisting and turning. I know I need to do more with my website. It just overwhelms me every time. Okay, we're, we're going to help you with that. But let's start thinking about those things. In fact, we're going to help you a lot with how to think about your website and how to utilize it and how to get advice on it. But again, this is another one where we want a team together to help advise us and put together what it is we need, not what some guy selling you websites wants to do for you and take all your money on. We want stuff to work. So it, your advertising is truly everything from your website to how your phone's answered to even the way you dress. <laughs> it's all those things. It truly is whatever impacts the perceptions of your potential customers. And you want your advertising to actually affect them in a positive, a positive way. So again, don't get overloaded in thinking about all this, but this is another area, and we're, we're going to teach a lot on this, but I just want you to start thinking about what can I do right now at no cost, virtually no cost, to improve my practice, to improve my own advertising. The biggest, and, and we've got a whole teaching on this, I've taught about this for years, is on how your phone is handled in your office. Because your employees, not only do they pay attention to what you say, they pay more attention to what you check on. And we're going to teach you some really interesting and important things about how to improve your phone. That's probably what you spend as much or more money on as far as equipment goes every single month. And it is literally something that you need to pay strict attention to, set up the proper protocols for, and make sure that your phone is properly managed. So when we start talking about advertising literally in general, we've got so many things to consider. We've got anything that can help bring in business. Facebook advertising, Twitter advertising, Instagram. I mean, we can go over all those different things that, yes, you can spend money, you can spend time, you can spend energy on all of that. But what really matters is putting together a real marketing plan. What do I want you to think about between now and the time that we actually address advertising, and we're going to address it in a, in a lot of different ways, but is where do your customers come from? Now, if they're word of mouth, that's an easy one. The people who are actually spreading that word of mouth are your advertisers, and that's who you advertise to. Probably never heard that before, have you? All you hear is if, if you've got a practice that literally is word of mouth and you've got a few people that are your referral sources, 
Those people deserve time in your calendar every week or two to get a call, to have lunch with, to play tennis with, golf, whatever it is you might do. That is, again, understanding where your clients come from. Plenty of mine do come from word of mouth, and I've got several referral sources that I treat like gold because they are. They're literally the the geese that lay the golden eggs for me, and you focus on them. If you've got a practice that requires a constant flow of brand new customers that know nothing about anything, then of course you've got to look to other resources, whether it's TV, direct mail, uh, whether it's radio, all those kind of things, and we'll, we will also talk on that. But for right now, just consider, where do my current customers come from and how can I more positively influence them? Could it be a newsletter and an email list? We can talk about building that. Could it be literally better phone protocols? I mean, you name it, a better location for your office, better signage. Let's think about all those things. So again, detail yourself. 15 minutes of time in week three. 15, 30 minutes. You just think about, ask your staff. And again, whether you have a consultant, a friend, another lawyer, your bookkeeper, start talking, or your spouse even. Uh, again, but got to be careful where you get your ideas from. You don't want to talk to a lawyer who's never made it well to give you advice about how to make money and be successful. Remember, you learn success from successful people. You don't learn success from losers. From the mouth of fools comes foolishness. So let's go ahead and, and mark that in your calendar and plan to those, do those three things for about 15 to 20 to 30 minutes once a week over the next three weeks. Start with downsizing, specializing, and then advertising. And we're going to get back to all of these topics as we move along. That's been our training for today. We do appreciate you joining us on Mastering Law. It's always good to have you with us. We love your feedback. We would very much appreciate hearing from you, telling us what you're interested in, what you'd like to hear in the future. And be sure to go to the website, sign up for the newsletter, join us on Facebook and Twitter. We love to hear from you. We love your comments and let us know what we can do to help. God bless. Wish you the best in your practice from MasteringLaw.com.